0: Welcome to How Life Changed, a podcast that features stories of real people and how their lives have changed as a result of COVID-19. I'm your host, John Noltner, and I'm glad you could join us. Change is a constant in life, but as a global community, we're now in the midst of unprecedented change as a result of the pandemic, and it's altering our work, home, and community lives in unexpected and profound ways. Each of us will experience this outbreak in our own unique fashion, each of us a single thread woven into the fabric of this historic event. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll explore just one of those threads, one person's story, and through that lens, hope to gain some human insight into the bigger picture of what's happening in our world today. This episode of How Life Changed is being recorded on Wednesday, April 15, 2020. Today I'm talking with Lars Pruitt, frontman of the Minnesota-based band Yam House. Hey Lars, thanks for taking the time.
1: My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so I, I should say that my son Jordan has done lighting for several of your shows, and, and since the first job that he did with you, He said, hey, I'm going out to work with this band called Yam House. And I thought, Yam House, there's got to be a story behind that. So would you you fill us in on that story behind the name of the band?
1: Yeah, Yam House is a name uh, that we kind of stumbled upon. It was already what we were calling a house we all lived in together when we started the band. We actually spent a year looking for names that would legally be uh, clean enough to be able to sell merchandise and all those other legal things you got to figure out. And uh, we were having a really hard time in, uh, I think it was 2017, trying to find a name that hadn't already been uh, picked up by whether it's a clothing merchandise or a band or basically everything's already been done. So we were kind of hitting our heads against the wall. And somebody, a friend of ours suggested, why don't you just call it the Yam House or Yam House. And uh, if I'm honest, John, it's the name we hated least, but it was already something that was true to us, which I suppose works with uh, names that stick. They kind of find you. And uh, YAM stands for you are me, which was becoming this sort of joke motto uh, amongst us. I mean, it's, it's serious, but we also just threw it around kind of haphazardly, randomly treat, treat people the way you want to be treated, treat each other the way you want to be treated, which applies to roommates, bandmates and the world at large. So we figured it was a good sort of message to rally behind and it was definitely legally scotch free. So that led us to YAM house.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's great. Uh, so you all are building some momentum. You, you've you been doing this for, what, a couple of years now?
1: Is that true? Yeah, since uh, October or August of 2017, somewhere in there right before the fall hit is when we officially embarked sort of on the journey together. So it's been coming up this year in August will be three years, so about two and a half years.
0: Okay, and you, you were getting ready to go out on a little bit of a tour, right?
1: Yeah, it was called The Band's Gonna Make It World Tour. And we were kind of just sarcastically referring to it as this massive world tour. It was just our first ever chance to get out of the Midwest. We were going to the East Coast, uh, some Western dates in like Colorado and stuff. And it was sort of our breakout, sort of first time really traveling as a headline tour. We were really excited about it. This summer was supposed to be uh, the main voyage.
0: Uh, son of a gun. And w- when did it become clear to you that, that this was gonna be disrupted by everything that was going on?
1: I think it was uh, April, uh, March 13th, uh, ironically enough, it was a Friday the 13th. We actually had a gig planned here locally uh, in a town called Stillwater. And uh, we got the word from uh, Governor Waltz on uh, the really not advising anybody to gather over 250 people. Uh, so we actually had to cancel that gig the day of because we were listening to that address. And that was sort of the day I think we all sort of realized this was serious and was going to start affecting us. We didn't know to what degree. And really, frankly, John, just this week has been the first time we're really, we were talking to our booking agent about uh, probably, I don't know when this will come out, but most likely that June tour is obviously probably canceled completely. We haven't fully announced it yet, but we know that's probably what's going to go down. Uh, Our May show in uh, St. Paul got canceled or, or postponed. Um, so it all kind of hit I would say mid march
0: yeah, so so, what does that feel like? I mean, I asked that question knowing that I've had some of the same experience with my my own public programming, but how how have you processed that what what's 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 the th- stuff you've gone through?
1: Yeah, I would say uh everybody to some capacity is experiencing some level of grief as a result of this. I would say I'm not a psychologist, but I would love to talk to a psychologist about this because. In a, in a span of time, I think we all sort of uh, felt a sense of mourning and also just this harsh reality, uh, a very healthy reminder how much we don't control about the world. Um, so I would say that the beginning was sort of shock. And I think all of us, you know, put on a strong face and tried to immediately figure out how we're going to make it work. And then I would say the, the, the ensuing weeks, the following weeks, there was definitely some gloom. Um, and some talks, me and Seth, uh, our guitar player, luckily we live together. We had, since the band started, Seth and I have moved two blocks away. So we live in a different house two blocks away with our wives. And then the two other bandmates live two blocks away in another house. And so we were uh sitting around the fire and just chatting about it. And it was starting to dawn on us. And it's, it's funny, you know, we pictured a lot of things coming up against us in terms of not making it as a band. You know, we joke, you know, it's very likely that maybe we don't, break out big, or maybe we, we can't figure out how to make enough money, or, or one of us gets jaded, or maybe there's inner turmoil in the band, or you name it, all the normal things you could think of that could maybe make your band not work. But we did not consider a global pandemic to be threatening our existence, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I, as, a, as an independent artist, I have always felt vulnerable in any number of ways, but this is, this is yeah. a new one I'd never considered either, I guess.
1: Yeah. Left field. Yeah. And
0: so what does that mean for a band to just sort of have, you know, as you're building momentum to just have to press the pause button and, and sit idle for
1: a while? Well, and I, I think this applies to almost everybody, but specifically for us, you know, the creative process is always one that you're trying to prioritize writing time and reflection time. And it can often seem like when you're trying to build the business of touring and shows it kind of can start to feel like a whirlwind and you don't really have as much time to prioritize writing and quiet time. And I'll say, you know, one of the benefits of this, if there are any, is for sure, we've definitely had a lot of time to sort of look in the mirror and reflect. And that's led to already some some pretty healthy, just creativity. Um, So we're definitely gonna utilize however long this lasts and whatever things look like. We're certainly gonna be writing music. One of the things we wanted to do was um, just really try to make some new body of work during this time. We have no criteria or parameters or plan on what it's going to be, if it's an album or if it's, you know, just a set of singles or we're not trying to put any uh, labels on it, but we wanted to document and create. So we have a roommate friend of ours who lives with me and Seth. She's a really great Uh, Filmmaker and photographer and and we're asking we're gonna ask her potentially to help document we're gonna be documenting so we're gonna use this time to Have that creative space that I would say a touring band tends to always be fighting to try to find So that's definitely been one thing that we've decided for sure to tackle uh, As a result of this is just more writing more creative time
0: And so some of my friends who work in creative ways whether they're painters whether they're writers uh, or or musicians uh, some of them have really struggled with creativity right now, just because there's so much other headspace being taken up with anxiety and concern about bills. Are you, how do you, how do you navigate some of that and still, uh, still come up with fresh ideas?
1: Well, the truth is we, we don't really know what the future is going to hold financially. One thing that just came through, uh, right away, we immediately started looking up, um, different forms of relief that have come uh, forth as a result of this for artists and I know um the the payroll protection program PPP uh we looked into that and we actually applied for it and got approved uh we we are registered as a business and um Jake our drummer uh who kind of helps a lot with our finances um he ended up getting approved for a loan that'll hopefully carry us through a few months of just paying our bills which was huge that just came through I think yesterday um, And, and another, another goofy idea we came up with, which isn't definitely, isn't going to be like our sole, you know, problem solving solution. Uh, But one thing we've been doing is live streaming bingo. So right away, all, all people who are musicians and, and songwriters started taking to Instagram lives and Facebook lives to perform uh, virtual concerts and hoping that people would pay for them. And we've been definitely done a fair share of those. But one of the things we thought about in terms of if I was somebody sitting at my house, you know, quarantined as a result of this uh, one form of entertainment, we felt like would be valuable is bingo as crazy as that sounds, because you can throw a screen up and you can call numbers out. And so we've actually had people pretty regularly each week. Uh, we've made probably 500 bucks a week at just uh, playing bingo. So Seth and I have been playing bingo. All, every penny we get right now just goes to keeping our lights on and our, our bills paid. Uh, but it's it's a scrappy battle. We're very close. Luckily, the four of us, and we do run our our band like a business. So we had from our previous touring and shows, um, we had some money saved to uh, to just be try to be conservative with our personal finances about should stuff happen that we want to be able to live off of. So we have a little bit of savings, some bingo free cash money, and then this uh, paid pro. Uh, Payroll protection program has definitely helped, but we're, that, that's a, that's a never ending uh, struggle, John. Each, each week, we're just trying to come up with new ways to figure out, you know, how to financially keep this up. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I, this has made, this has made me feel uh, it's made me realize how privileged I am. You know, there are people that um, live much more paycheck to paycheck than we do. And um, obviously it's not to minimize anybody's grief or struggle with this because all of it's real. But I will say I'm just so grateful of the position that we're in. You know, I have a backyard and I can be outside and see trees. And I know there's people who live in the inner city and who are paycheck to paycheck who have it a lot rougher than we do. And so I, I'm sensing across the, the you know societal circles that I pay attention to. I, I see a lot of empathy and unity and people kind of coming around each other to try to figure it out. And I think that's really beautiful. So it's, it's definitely a struggle and I don't have all the answers, but there's a beauty in, in being in it together that I know our bands felt. And um, so we're lucky. I'm very grateful for where we're at.
0: Hey, if people wanted to check out your Tuesday night bingo, where would they find it?
1: You can go on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. All three of those platforms will simultaneously be live streamed. It's every Tuesday night at 8pm Central Standard Time. Seth and I fire up the bingo in our living room.
0: Awesome. Would you, would you email me a link to those? I'll put them in the liner notes for this too, so that people can check it out if they want
1: to. Absolutely. I will. Okay,
0: cool. Lars, what was the last show that you did?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Let me think. Um, man. Um, let me look at my calendar really quick. Humor me. (laughs) I, I honestly don't remember now. It's, it's, yeah. So March 1st, we played this strangely lavish gig that our booking agent landed for us at the Mohegan Sun, who has a budget to bring in entertainment. And we're just a no-name band that they took a chance on. And we played in a casino on a Sunday night for gamblers across the Mohegan Sun. And it was incredibly fun. We had all had our own hotel rooms and we felt like kings. It was amazing. It was very fun. <laughs> That's awesome. What
0: what What do you miss most about playing live in front of an audience right now?
1: Um, I guess I miss the visceral aspect of, you know, really being able to respond to people's response. Uh, I think that good shows are a really healthy give and take between the people on stage and the people in the audience. Um, And I miss being able to do that. You know, live stream is uh, definitely better than nothing, but it doesn't even come close to comparing to seeing people's face as they respond to what you're doing on stage. And then, utilizing that, leaning into momentum that you see on, on, in the audience to sort of dictate what you do next. I miss that, that uh, back and forth relationship.
0: Yeah. How about your personal life away from the band? How has your, how has your daily routine shifted in the last month?
1: Well, it's definitely been... I, I, I have a very small meeting uh, energy tank. I, I had, at some point, I, I have to not just talk, I have to do... So that's been challenging. It's been a lot more meetings, and it's been a lot of talking and and uh, discussing. You know, the the future ahead of us that's so uncertain. Um, so a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of Facetime calls, and then frankly, a lot of uh, reflective time to decide what I want to do. I mean, I luckily I know how to make videos. We we made a vlog every day for a year when we first started the band. Um, so all of us are relatively efficient video editors. So I've been trying to document and trying to create content that um sort of chronicles my day. And then in the evenings, it's like I guess a cocktail and some dinner and, you know, board games, uh, calling relatives. Uh it's strange. Now more than ever, I feel like I have the chance to really catch up with the people I haven't caught up with in a while. And so I've been trying to do that as best I can. Uh but it's definitely each day is different. I'm more connected, I will say, to the weather than I've ever been because it's kind of all I have is like something variant each day to go off of when it's cloudy I tend to be in a more you know gloomy mood more than ever because uh, I'm here and I just have to the weather is so important to me right now it's funny that this snow has been killing me
0: it's gonna melt soon I'm sure of it
1: yeah, absolutely
0: yeah. hey what's the board game of choice these days
1: well ironically enough and I'm not making this up to be sensational my wife and I had just purchased Pandemic, a board game called Pandemic. I'm not kidding. I, I, I think I caused this to happen. I cursed it. I got a board game called Pandemic. And, <laughs> and, and just, it all went
0: downhill after that.
1: And then we started living the game. Um, anyways, no, we, we're a big cribbage house. We're a big, um, we, we play um, Ticket to Ride, um, we've played Monopoly. Uh, I actually have a frozen edition of Monopoly because that's all I could find uh, at the store. Everything had sold out. We actually bought Monopoly when we went to go get groceries at Target one of these times. But uh, cribbage is a go-to, you know. Cribbage is a safe, you know, quick game here and there.
0: Nice. Yeah, my uh, my dad and I played cribbage uh, when I was a young kid as we were camping. And that was, that was always our thing, even to the end of his life. Uh, when he was having some issues with dementia, he could still count the cards and we could still play cribbage. Unfortunately, I am quarantined here with a bunch of people who hate the game. So I'm all by myself. No.
1: Well, we'll have to do a virtual cribbage game sometime, John, just to brighten your spirits. <laughs> all right,
0: we will figure that out. That'll be awesome. Hey what's your plan going forward? I know there's there's so much that we can't figure out right now. There's so much that we don't know about when people are going to be gathering again. do you uh, you have a plan?
1: It was pretty uh strange timing for us uh, and I know again it really was really bizarre because we we were just in the formal process. This is a pretty behind the scenes look at our band, but I'll just be honest with that we were we were looking at. Uh, Seriously, shopping around some major label uh, conversations, which is really exciting. Um, And now we're still in the midst of that. And so, one of the things we're trying to do is find a way to hopefully convince a label or some, you know, a big uh, record company to help us get through this and come out of it with with uh, content that that we feel could really, hopefully, um, you know, impress people and, and attract some attention, but that's one thing we're, we're really focusing on because that was what we were working on before this. It's obviously a slightly different climate uh, financially than it was before. Um, but honestly, I, I, I really can't say in much past, you know, this, at the end of this year, I don't really know. Obviously we're going to reschedule a lot of this stuff. If we get the opportunity to, I would say the other band members and myself, we all are very committed to try to stay, uh, invested in this you know i mean we're definitely gonna if we need to find other work to pay our bills we'll do it but we want to exhaust every option we can to just stay focused on this as our career because it's our dream and so we're not gonna we're not gonna give up unless we really have to um but we're we're in the midst of trying to figure out what's next i I will say i don't know yet
0: yeah yeah um what's the first thing you think you're gonna do when the restrictions are lifted
1: oh man Holy moly. Uh, definitely go somewhere where there's people. I would love to just take a stroll downtown anywhere and just see people connect with people. I'd love to have a backyard barbecue. I'd love to immediately schedule a House show. I don't even care if we just impromptu show up somewhere with some amps and start playing. I'd love to just see as many people, hug as many people as I can call my parents, invite them over, go over there. I mean, I just want to see all the people that I love. That
0: sounds like a good day. I hope it comes sooner rather than later.
1: Me too, John.
0: What about you? What are you going to do? What am I going to do? I, when it's time, I just want a road trip. There you go. I, uh, I, I'm on the road a lot for work. Um, actually my wife and I were planning on selling our house this summer and buying an RV and traveling full time with my project, a piece of my mind. And so that, you know, that maybe is getting derailed or delayed for a while. I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, I got I, I got an itchy case of wanderlust, and I I don't care where we go; I just want to go somewhere.
1: I love it. I think that's a brilliant plan. Yeah. Hey,
0: last last question for you: what um, What's your best yam house advice for the world here?
1: Uh, for the world at large? Yeah. Um. I guess. Uh, if we could find a way to see the best in people. And to, um, you know, really have empathy. I think empathy is a really powerful thing. And I think it's right now because the entire world is experiencing a relatively similar set of problems, uh, even though they're all nuanced, obviously from person to person, but everybody's experiencing this and affected by it. So I would just say, be empathetic, listen to people before maybe you run your mouth, um, or gripe, curse the dark, maybe shine a light on the good stuff if you can. Uh, because we all want the world to be a better place. And uh, it, it saddens me to see these things get really politicized and um, turn into a, a finger-pointing fest. I would love if people came around each other and thought less of who to blame, uh, but more so who to celebrate and who to take care of.
0: Yeah, love it. Hey, Lars, I've, I've been at one of your shows. I love your music. I love the energy you have going with the crowd. Uh, it's fun to be able to sit and talk with you face-to-face for this. So uh, thanks for taking the time.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, John, and best of luck. I would love to see you driving by my house in an RV someday.
0: (laughs) That sounds great. And, uh, you know, stick with it because uh, the world needs your music. So uh, ride out the storm and uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. All right. So long, Lars. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us for How Life Changed. I'm your host, John Nollner, and I look forward to seeing you next time. How Life Changed is a series produced by A Piece of My Mind, a multimedia arts project that uses storytelling to rediscover what connects us. You can find A Piece of My Mind on Instagram at Stories, on Twitter at A Piece of My Mind 1, that's the numeral 1, Facebook and YouTube at a piece of my mind. Peace is always spelled out P E A C E. And you can find all of those links on our website net. That's the acronym for a piece of my mind.net. Listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend to listen too. Together, we'll see the world in new ways. One story at a time.